looking for an investment property but unsure where to buy? Hi, I'm Scott Kuru, CEO and founder of Freedom Property Investors, Australia's number one property investment advisory with over 7,500 members and clients. Now, in the last three months alone, over 500 of my clients have purchased an investment property in a growth location. What many property investors don't know is there is currently a property boom in affordable locations all around the country. To learn more, head to freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. That's freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. What do you think about Parramatta Road? It's a scar, isn't it? I, I, I liken it to Sydney's scar. We've got this beautiful city, and then right up the guts of it is Parramatta Road. It's dirty, it's busy, it's noisy, and really, it serves no purpose. Certainly not a place you want to visit. Well, there's been some plans released by Transport for New South Wales, or leaked at least. I think they're eight years old. But it was all about widening Parramatta Road by up to five metres. Sydney Morning Herald published a story. John Graham shut the plans down. He's the roads minister. won't be happening. So a whole bunch of shops and businesses and boundaries of people's homes would have had to be demolished and acquired as a result of this plan. Now, that's fine. It's not happening. But nothing ever gets done to address Parramatta Road, does it? We talk about it all the time, but nothing ever is in concrete to fix it. So I want to get an urban planner's take on this. Sam Austin is a senior urban planner, and he posts some pretty good videos on social media that explain complex urban planning problems. And here's a snippet of one of Sam's videos from Parramatta Road. There is a scar right through the heart of our city. This loud, polluted, car-filled, congestion-blocked, unbearably hot, decaying, concrete nightmare of a street. Yes, I'm talking about Parramatta Road. 131873, he's right there. It is a scar. How can the road be improved? You tell me. 131873. Sam Austin's on the line now. Sam, g'day. Hi, Chris. How are you going? Well, thank you. Parramatta Road, it's been here since sort of early settlement, hasn't it? And I think there used to be a tram right up Parramatta Road, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, look, Parramatta Road has a real rich history. I mean, to be honest, Parramatta Road was never designed to be the road it is now. As you mentioned, it did have a tram right through the middle of it. And as part of that, you know, that's why all these businesses set up shop and that's why it's such an attractive place for so many people to be. Um, but in the 1950s, we actually ripped out most of the tram network and, we, you know, there's no tram network left from the original uh, network in the 1950s. Um, and that was a place with cars and buses. Um, as part of that, you know, this place was designed for pedestrians and now it's retroactively been turned into a space for cars and it's just really not a pleasant place to be. No, and wasn't the idea you build West Connects, so you take pressure off Parramatta Road, which it has taken pressure off Parramatta Road, but don't we now all of West Connects is open, well, most of it anyway, don't we have an opportunity to actually address the issues on Parramatta Road, that is, revitalise it? We absolutely do. I mean, part of the original West Connects proposal was the mandate that two lanes of Parramatta Road be turned into a public transport through there. And so, as you mentioned, West Connects now does spit those cars out over the Anzac Bridge through City West Link. And the promise of West Connect was actually to turn Parramatta Road into a Parisian boulevard. Um, and a really crucial bit of doing that would be to bring light rail back onto Parramatta Road. It would be to turn it back into a place for people. It'd be making it pedestrian friendly again. And that has a multitude of benefits that can occur with it too. You know, it can help bring a lot of revenue back to those businesses. If you drive down Parramatta Road at the moment, a lot of them are closed, a lot of them are failing. And there was a global study done that found pedestrianised streets provide almost twice the amount of revenue compared to a car-centric road 
And the other benefit it would bring is potentially addressing the housing crisis. You know, if we're building a light rail down the middle of the road, we can look to increase housing supply and improve affordability. And if you go through the inner west, if you go to any rental applications, you know, there's queues of 50 people lining up for one apartment. This is a fantastic opportunity to jump onto. A lot of those, it seems, the properties or the real estate along Parramatta Road, the businesses and the shop fronts, like you said, they're closed, they're empty. Mm-hmm. I, I've been told that there's only sort of a handful of landlords that own a whole bunch of it and they're being almost land banked. Is that right? Oh, look, I'm not too sure about the, the politics, the land banks behind it, but I mean, it, it's certainly an opportunity to, to grab a hold of. I think now WestConnect is finished, there's really no reason that we can't be jumping onto this. Do, are you concerned if you if you put a tram on there or you pedestrianise it, then you're forcing people, in effect, into a toll road? Well, part of the car use we have in Sydney and a part of a lot of car use is that we're not actually really paying the true cost of the car. Um, paying for tolls and paying for the roads in that sense is actually paying the true cost that the cars do cost on the taxpayer and it does cost on to us and our environment. Um, and we have introduced a toll cap as well, so I think now is the perfect opportunity to be jumping onto that. I've always thought, you know what, you could put a you could put a tram from sort of well, you wouldn't go as far as Auburn, but you could sort of do it from Haberfield-ish, and you take it all the way into Broadway and Sydney University, and then all of a sudden that entire stretch, you tell developers, okay, you've got six, ten stories, and you've got to give us some money to build the light rail through it. Would that be feasible? Look, absolutely. I think I think really the area that should be prioritised is everywhere sort of east of um, sort of the Summer Hill and Leichhardt area, where the sort of existing uh, light rail goes goes over, like the North South connection, mm. the bridge over Parramatta Road. I think there's an immense opportunity there to be jumped on because, as you mentioned, you know these are where the historic businesses are. There's a really fantastic retail high street there. All it just needs is a little bit of help to kickstart it. Would you worry about? The traffic on, because Sydney siders love cars, and no matter which way you cut it or how many studies you do about it, we're not going to get rid of our cars. Simple as that. Are you worried then yeah. about what the traffic then looks like on side streets, rat runs, etc.? Well, part of densification and part of this process is that people who live in the area actually don't need to drive anymore. I mean, putting a light rail through it or putting some other form of high rapid transport, public transport through it, would help reduce those car loads because people go, oh, well, actually, no, I don't need to drive down the road. I don't need to drive to this location. Mm. Is that a bit and utopian, though? Trip- <laughs> Is it practical? Well, a little bit because the bulk of trips that occur in the car are actually just, you know, five, ten-minute trips. And if we can completely eliminate that by having really good public transport, then you don't need to be driving everywhere. Yeah, but lots of people have really good public transport now and they still use their car for five or ten-minute trips. It's true. It's true. I mean, I think it's a bit of personal choice, but I, the stats are there. They do show that people who live in those high-service areas do you know, have much lower car ownership and they do drive a lot less frequently. Is there any way to keep the cars and fix the road or not? Not together. I think a decision needs to be made one way or the other. It might, either it needs to become a road or it needs to become a street, and I think given there's such good bones there, I think making it back into a street and making it a pleasant pedestrian space is ideal. And I noticed you called it Parramatta Road. It's not a road. It's not a street. It's a strode at the moment. I think it's a good descriptor. Sam, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's Urban Planner Sam Austin. One three one eight seven three. What should we do to it? What should we do to fix Parramatta Road? Would you get rid of the cars and put a tram there? Or do you just bite the bullet and just make it like Southern Cross Drive or 
the Eastern Distributor. Or the M7, you tell me. Are you looking for an investment property but unsure where to buy? Hi, I'm Scott Kuru, CEO and founder of Freedom Property Investors, Australia's number one property investment advisory with over 7,500 members and clients. Now, in the last three months alone, over 500 of my clients have purchased an investment property in a growth location. What many property investors don't know is there is currently a property boom in affordable locations all around the country. To learn more, head to freedompropertyinvestors.com.au. That's freedompropertyinvestors.com.au.